Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and elders who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. Today, we're talking to the manifester extraordinaire, Jen Mazur. Jen Mazur is the queen of manifestation. She manifested living rent-free in New York City for 10 years, traveling the world, meeting her soulmate, and having beautiful home births to both of her kids on the exact same day, nine years apart. She's the author of the popular book, Manifesting Made Easy, the fun board game, Sparked, and she's here to answer all of your questions of how to manifest your dream life, how to be and live all that you are called here to be, and get that magic back into your life. She is so much fun to listen to. You're going to love this. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Jen Mazur. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, this will be fun. Okay, so first, manifesting. People are so misinformed. This isn't like Santa Claus, gimme, 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 and things like that. So I think just a clarification for anyone who doesn't know about really what manifesting is, can you just explain the basics, really? Basically, it's setting your intention for what you want in your life and then allowing it to come in. So we've all heard about law of attraction, your thoughts create your reality, but it's not as simple as your thoughts create your reality. Because if you think, you know, I want to be a millionaire, then you're not a millionaire the second after that thought. So how does it really work? (laughs) It's really, it's, it's really being conscious of how we're creating our lives and being intentional about what you're bringing into your life. And I love to talk about it in a way that I don't think most people talk about manifesting because when you first have an idea for what you want and you're imagining what you want for your life, our imagination is actually how we tap into our intuition. So oftentimes we have an idea for what we want to manifest and it feels like silly or that's crazy. I could never do that because it's too big or I'm not experienced. I don't have enough time. I don't know anybody. But if we pretend, even if you think you're crazy, that when you're imagining, you're actually intuiting what's going to happen instead of this pie in the sky dream. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to be a millionaire, you know, (laughs) or, oh my gosh, I'm going to be an author versus, oh, I'm going to try and write a book, right? Then you're going to take action from a different place because you trust that it's going to happen instead of just trying to make it happen. Does that make sense? It totally does. And what about the, I think it's, it might be Mel Robbins. I don't, you know what? I'm not even going to try to think of who it is, but who says when you have those thoughts, if you don't act on them in some manner, even if it's just looking something up and sending an email or, you know, taking some sort of action pretty quick, it's, you're not going to do anything. Is there any truth in that? Well, it's, it's not to say that you need to take action as soon as you get the idea. Like I, for example, had the idea to write a book for the first time and I said it out loud. I was on the phone. I said, I think I have a book within me. And the person who I was talking to said, oh, Jen, you know, she didn't tell me I could never do that. And so therefore crushed my dream. She kind of was a witness to it and a believer, but I didn't take any action. And a week later, I got an email from a publishing company asking me to write a book. I didn't have to write a book proposal. It was totally a different way than I thought. It was way easier. And so my point is you don't have to take action right away, but you want to continue to have faith 
and believe that it's possible versus telling yourself, I could never do that. Because it's almost like if we think of it from a spiritual perspective, it's like, if you imagine someone whispering in your ear, you know, you should do this. It's like your inner knowing, right? And they're constantly whispering to you what to do and you're not listening. Eventually they're going to stop talking to you. <laughs> like she doesn't listen. She doesn't act upon anything I'm telling her to do. So why am I even trying? So the more that we can act upon our intuition, the things that we think we should do, the more that we're going to be kind of in alignment and the more stuff's going to come to us to act upon. And when I talked about your imagination being the way that you tap into your intuition, because I took psychic training classes and we practiced with each other, like practice readings, and it would feel like I was making things up, like when I was reading someone, but I, it was more that I was receiving the information and that's how we receive. It's through our imagination and it's right on. So we want to kind of allow ourselves to believe in the first place and open up to possibility. I think a lot of people don't even allow themselves to dream big. They kind of stop themselves right there. They, they're only thinking based on their current circumstances. So they don't even go bigger. So uh, speaking of, there's so many people who want to write a book. That, that's yeah. such a good example. And then like, oh, I can't do that. Or they just stop. Like you were saying, what should they do? All right. Well, I'm just using that as an example. That was a great example. example. So I want to continue my book story and, and then I'll share some advice on what to do if you want to write a book. So I, you know, I was reaffirmed, right? You can do it. The publishing house reached out to me, but it was through my website and it was like a con- through the contact form on the website. And the publishing house said, Jen, we love your voice on your blog. We'd love for you to write a book, something like manifesting made easy. And I thought, is this for real? This must be some sort of marketing scheme. Like they want me to pay them to write a book. I never heard of this publishing company. So I Googled them and it was a legitimate publishing house. There were a lot of titles that seemed interesting. So I agreed to get on the phone with them and they offered me a paid book deal to write my book. So at the time, I only knew one friend who was a published author and she was a fiction writer. So I reached out to her and I said, do you know any literary agents who can maybe help me negotiate my book deal? So she said, sure. She introduced me over email to like six literary agents who she knew. All of them said no. And then the last one, a woman who had just given birth said yes. And mom, <laughs> she said, yes, I, I would love to help you. I believe in what you're doing. She helped me negotiate my book deal. Now, my dream publishing company was Simon & Schuster. And this was a small publishing house I had never heard of. But after I get my book deal and while I'm writing the book, my small publishing house got bought by Simon & Schuster. So now I'm a Simon & Schuster published author. And I share all this because this is manifestation at work, right? All these synchronicities and the fact that my whole philosophy is that manifesting can be easy. It's not hard. And it's reframing this to discomfort. It can be easy and uncomfortable, right? It's just, it's not hard. So it's reframing discomfort as a good thing, right? It might be uncomfortable. Like you said, to send an email and ask someone for help. Like, will you be my literary agent? But the truth is the actual email writing takes like five minutes. It's just the build up in your head, right? That's uncomfortable. So if you want to write a book, traditionally the route to go is you want to write a book proposal, right? And then you want to find a literary agent to represent you to the publishing house. So this is if you want to get a publishing deal and get paid to write your book. Otherwise you can self-publish 
and you can write your book and get it out there so easily these days and put it up on Amazon. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways to go about it, but one of the things that I would do is research other people who've done what you want to do. Look at, you know, those books. If you were looking for a literary agent, one of the best ways to find one is to actually read the acknowledgements in other people's books that you like that are kind of a match to who your literary agent might be and see who they thank as their literary agent because it's not written on the back of the book. That's only the publishing company, right? And so if you look at who they thank as their literary agent, then you start to research literary agents. You can reach out to them and submit your book proposal to them to see if they want to work with you. So before we get to the free rent, because so many people, when I told them I was interviewing you, they're like, wait, how'd you get free rent? I would think so many people are looking for their soulmate mm. and they're like, oh, and then they're, you know, or they're in a bad relationship and, but they're too scared to get out or, you know, all those kinds of things, all these relationship things. I imagine you get asked that and you manifested your soulmate. Yeah. Who is just so great. So what do you tell people that want to manifest a soulmate? So first step is get clear on what you want, as with anything, not just your soulmate, right? So it's writing it down, what exactly you want. And when I say get clear, it's not just about like one particular person. You might have someone you're dating in your life who's actually already there, but you're not sure about, or you might not know this person actually exists. So it, it doesn't matter if you know the person or not, it's getting clear on the characteristics of that person, right? So, you know, what kind of a person are they? And especially in relationship, I find a lot of people make this mistake when they write out what they want, they write about it one-sided. So they're only saying like how they feel in the relationship or how the other person feels. You want to talk about how you are together. Like I love him and he loves me and, and you know, tells me how much he loves me. And, you know, I, my partner loves to do this with me and we love to do this together. And our friends love, you know, spending time with both of us. And my partner has great friends, you know, on her own or, you know, so you really want to describe it as much as you can in, in specific detail. And detail is great because it allows you to feel into it. And all of manifestation happens from a feeling place. So when you know what you want, you've gotten clear on what you want. The next thing to ask yourself is, well, how will I feel? once I have that thing that I want. And then you want to ask yourself, well, how can I feel that way now? So even though I might not have my partner yet in my soulmate relationship, I know when I'm in my soulmate relationship, I'm going to feel loved. I'm going to feel secure. I'm going to feel sexy and alive, right? So then how can I feel loved, secure, sexy, and alive right now? Do you see what I'm saying? You can do things to allow yourself to feel the way you want to feel when you have manifested what you want. And then that will allow more of those things to come into you that are a vibrational match to those feelings. So it's like loving yourself, right? I'm going to love myself up first. I'm going to prioritize myself, know that I'm worth it. And therefore I'm in such a great place that meeting my soulmate is a bonus, right? Because I'm not coming from this desperate, needy place, pulling, you know, the tug of war. I'm like filled up. And this is where the expectation piece of manifesting comes in, right? That I'm not just imagining, I'm intuiting. So therefore I can go through the dating process, not attached because I know my soulmate is there because I feel into it. I have the desire for my soulmate, which means, oh my gosh, my soulmate's coming in, right? So I can be excited to meet my soulmate versus, oh, it's so much work and it's so hard, you know, to do online dating or whatever you're doing, right? It's coming from that place of fun, playful approach to manifesting. And abundance. Yeah. Yeah. 
and not that oh there's no good guys out there or no good girls or whatever it is like there's so many and if you say that you are you're projecting that so watch how you're talking to yourself and what you're saying right if there are no oh there's no good men or there are no single men in this area or whatever you know that people say or i'm too old you're you're projecting i'm too old you're telling the universe right so it's really pay attention to how you're speaking. And oftentimes people think, oh, well, I need to then just say the opposite and make it into like an affirmation to be real. But you don't always want to make it the opposite. Like, you know, if it doesn't feel believable yet, here's the thing. If it doesn't feel believable, it's not like, oh, there's lots of great men. When you're feel, you don't feel that you're like, oh, I don't, I'm not seeing the evidence of it. Instead, you can make it into a question. You can say, well, how can I find these, you know, awesome men, right? How can I, instead of an affirmation, it really helps, or I'm willing, I'm willing to see that there are some great men here, right? I'm willing to believe that there are some great men. So it's just like opening yourself up to possibility because oftentimes we're just closed off. Like we're all great at manifesting. We're not all great at receiving. So everything you want is right there in front of your nose if you can open up to it. And I think that's more the practice is, is trusting, expecting, and continuing to take action, even when an obstacle shows up. It's like, okay, it's still happening. It's just maybe going to happen a different way than I thought. So I know you speak in front of large, large groups of entrepreneurial women and so on. When you do that, what do you speak about? Same thing? I mean, do you get out? Do you feel questions? Do you talk about, oh, here's how you find your soulmate? Like, I mean, I can't, like, <laughs> what do you talk about? Interesting. I mean, it, in general, yes, people hire me to do keynotes and talk about manifesting and inspire them, you know, whether they're CEOs or, you know, I, I did a, a, a keynote for a group of like collegiate women. So it was, it was girls in sororities around the country. It was like their conference, you know? So it's just fun to inspire people to dream bigger and, and take action and go for it. No matter what it is that you're manifesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you help somebody who is living small? What do you tell them? Like, they're like, they're living small. Yeah. First is stop manifesting from your current circumstances. Because right now, you can change in an instant. All that it requires is you making the decision, right? You get to decide. We are not victims of our circumstances. According to quantum physics, we live in a participatory universe, which means we are participants of our lives. We get to be in the driver's seat. Our thoughts affect the outcome. And science has proven this, right? Over and over again, this whole law of attraction thing and manifestation that's become so big these days. Because you know, scientists have taken cells from someone's body and put them in a Petri dish in another room. The person changes their thoughts and the cells change in the other room, not just in your own body, which shows proof our thoughts can affect our reality. Same thing in a larger scale. There was a scientific experiment in DC where a group of people, a large group of people meditated at the same time. And during the time that they meditated, the crime rate went down, okay? And then it went back up again when the meditation stopped. So my point is we can affect our outcome right now. It's a choice. So we're not a victim. No matter what happened to you, what hard time you're going through right now, you get to decide right now to see the positive. And it's a choice, right? So I'm going to find a good, I'm not excusing whatever the circumstances. I can still be an activist or whatever, you know, in terms of whatever is happening. But I get to say I'm not a victim of my circumstances and I get to choose 
and be open and willing to see a new reality. So that's just number one. It's really understanding that there's power. We are all connected in terms of this interconnected universe. And so what my thoughts right now can affect my future. And if I look around me and I'm not satisfied with what I've manifested, that's okay because this is an opportunity to manifest something new and anything new that we want to manifest just by virtue of it being new is going to feel uncomfortable because what we have and what we know is comfortable. As much as we might say, well, I'm not comfortable in my house or my apartment or, you know, my job or my relationship. The truth is there's a comfort there because it's what you know. So the practice is continuing to step out of your comfort zone because it means you're about to experience something new and that's what we want. So, and the other thing to think about is that the natural state of the universe is change. So everything is in motion all the time, even though it appears to be still. So even if, again, we were to zoom into our hands and the cells in our skin, we would see all these neurons and electrons moving all the time in motion, right? And the other thing is, when we look at our hand and we look at the air, and then we look at whatever device we're listening to this podcast on, it appears to be disconnected, but actually everything touches each other. They all kind of move into each other, just like a rainbow, all the molecules, right? If you think about the colors of a rainbow, it's not just red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. They all fade into each other. There's millions of colors that make up the rainbow, right? And we're all connected and there's beautiful movement and vibration. So when you hear that phrase, like to be high vibe in order to manifest or high vibe to attract your tribe, that really just means vibrating at a higher frequency. What does that mean? That means change. That means motion, which is what's happening on a molecular level, we're all moving, but even on this bigger scale, the earth is rotating. It's spinning around its axis. It's spinning around the sun also. So when we feel stuck in our lives, we're somehow blocking this movement. So it's this allowing ourselves to feel our feelings. So when we feel emotional or something's going wrong, allow ourselves to feel that we don't have to pretend we're happy all the time to manifest. That's BS, right? We can feel angry or mad or sad and and cry and let it out. We want to let it out. Otherwise, we're keeping our feelings inside and then we're feeling stuck and we're wondering why things aren't working because we're saying our affirmations, but they're fake, right? And we don't feel them. So we want to let out our emotions. The root word of emotion is motion, which is movement and change. So allow yourself to feel your feelings, let them out so we can continue to move. And then if you're feeling like, oh, I can't dream bigger. I I don't know where to start. It's not worth it. Get yourself out of your current situation and get out your journal and a pen, piece of paper and write down, if I had unlimited circumstances, unlimited support, money, anything at all, where would I be living? What would I be doing? Who would I be surrounded with? And start from that place, not connected to your current life. Then you can marry the two together. You can kind of come back down to where you are. But when you start from this pie in the sky place and come back to where you are, you'll be able to take bigger steps up faster versus going little by little by little because you're basing your actions on your current circumstances. Is that helpful? That it was fabulous. Yes. Now, do you have a regular practice that you do? You talked about journaling and I don't Yeah. Well, I recommend it's so talked about. It might sound cliche, but it's really all of these things are about putting these principles into practice. So the best thing you can do is practice gratitude. And I know that might sound like, oh, practice gratitude, but it's it's actually being grateful for what you already have in your life. And when you 
come to your life from a grateful lens, you start to see more things to be grateful for. And so we're, we're kind of putting on these rose colored glasses, looking for the good in our lives. So I know now with like social media and, you know, everything we're thinking about what we're going to post, you know, on our social media or whatever. And we're going about the day, like what kind of photo can I take to post? Imagine if you're going about your day thinking about like, what awesome thing can I write down in my journal that happened today, right? We're looking for the good. And so you'll find more things to be grateful for. It's really just that that whole vibration piece. And I talked about movement, vibration, but think about it too, as in we're all like energy towers. We're walking around always receiving information and giving off information. So we want to be that high vibrating energy tower. How to be that, that vibrational match to your dreams is by being grateful, right? So we're happy, we're filled up, we're that high vibe person that people want to support and help manifest their dreams because we're seeing the good in our current circumstances. So write down, you know, five things you're grateful for that day. And it, and it doesn't need to just be this like list. I think a lot of times people are like, okay, my house, my, my food or whatever. I recommend like, write it like you're talking. Don't just write a couple words, like describe it. Like, Oh, I love that. You know, the awesome meal that had like this and this in it, it was so delicious. Or, you know, like really feel into whatever, or this the awesome woman who was in line next to me at the supermarket. And we started talking and she was so great. Like it can be little things, but you're paying attention to those things. And then if the act of actually writing it down, not just thinking about it, helps you remember more things. You're like, oh, right, and this, and this, and this, because you forget it until you start to write it down. And you can expand upon gratitude by writing down synchronicities too, like things that you noticed that were synchronistic from your day, or writing down what you're proud of. So it's not attached to the outcome. It's not based on like results. It's based on what you did. So like, I'm proud of myself for sending that email or making that phone call, even if you got rejected, right? Like I'm so proud of myself for going for it in the first place. Or especially like for those of us like me, who is a mom and I have a baby again, you know, like thinking about, I'm proud of myself for taking a nap. Like it's okay. I don't have to be like productive all the time. right? Like I'm glad I listened to my body because that felt so good. And I needed it. Those are amazing because I've been doing my gratitude list for over a decade. But oh my gosh, if we add synchronicities and what we're proud of, to, uh, I, I wrote that down. That is amazing. I love asking that question. So that those are those are fabulous. So what started you on the road to manifestation? Like how did you get started, and how can somebody else like just start? I just do you do you recommend think big and then work backwards like you were recommending just buy your book uh, <laughs> i mean they could do that and you i know you have a new program those are three questions i just asked you i apologize for that but go ahead <laughs> yeah if you can buy my book it's called manifesting made easy it's available everywhere bookstores amazon you name it i've had people tell me they found it in the airport and stuff when they <laughs> when it first came out i was like i love it but yes it's all there, but just some advice for anybody listening right now, write out the different areas of your life. So I like to think about it in categories. So like your home, your finances, your friendships, relationships, career, creative projects, health, giving back, spirituality, travel. So think about like all the different areas of your life and then write out what you want in all those areas. Get specific and write in the present tense as if it's already happening because everything happens in the present tense. It can be sequential, right? It's still like this happens first and then this happens, but we're 
speaking in the present tense. Because what happens is if, we, if we're using the I will future tense, it, your dream stays in the future. It's always going to be in the future, right? So it's going to, it's I do this. And then this happens and this happens. And it doesn't mean you need to talk this way. I think a lot of times people think with manifesting that like, oh, I'm doing it wrong or I'm going to mess it up. Manifesting comes from a feeling place, right? So if it feels good to you, it's good for you. So don't overanalyze it because then you're sending mixed signals to the universe. Like, great, I'm doing this. I'm so proud of myself for writing it down. It feels good to write it down. Set it and forget it. Trust that it's happening and then take some sort of action. Prioritize your big dream. So oftentimes the this high in the sky dream becomes last on our to-do list because we have so many other things that we need to do just to survive in day to day. And what I encourage people to do is to flip their to-do list and put the big dream first on their list because otherwise you're never going to get to it. So put it first, even though it feels scary and uncomfortable, take some sort of small step towards it because then you're going to be the happiest. You're going to be the most proud that you did something. And it doesn't have to be a huge action. If it feels too overwhelming, break it down into smaller steps. It can be as simple as like sending a text message, making a phone call, right? Sending an email, something super simple, but you're moving the dream forward versus, you know, telling yourself you can never do it or putting it on the back burner. And how I got started I mean, really, my friends gave me the nickname Queen of Manifestation. I don't think I realized I was necessarily manifesting. I just have been this way my whole life, really. You know, I grew up as an artist. I was always encouraged to, to you know, draw and do my art and take art classes. I went to art school at NYU. So I had this natural ability to imagine what I was going to create as an artist before creating it. And then you know, actually see it out on a physical level. And so I was manifesting, but all of us are doing this because our lives are our masterpieces. We don't have to be cool artists, right? We're imagining what we want for our lives and then we're creating them. And from a spiritual perspective, I believe we were born to come into this lifetime to create on a physical level because otherwise we'd stay in spirit world where it feels like pure love and natural high you know so we're here to experience that on a physical level so why not go big like and dream up the most outrageous thing we can dream up and live it out like that's the fun playful part of it and i was going to say you brought this up earlier lauren I manifested living rent-free in Manhattan for over 10 years in an apartment that I renovated with a jacuzzi. And I think that's why my friends gave me the nickname Queen of Manifestation. Was, <laughs> that was something I didn't even believe was possible. I didn't even know that could exist before I stumbled upon the circumstances and said yes to the opportunity, which I can share that story too if you want. But yeah. And that what you were just saying was actually such a good segue to my next question, because people talk about visualizing, like you learn it in speech class, like visualize yourself giving the speech on the podium and having a good time and this and that. Is that part of manifestation also? 100% because it's coming from a feeling place, right? So athletes do this all the time, right? They yep. go through like their plays mm -hmm. and, and yep. visualizing it. So if you think about every successful person, you're like expecting it to happen and you're kind of rehearsing this, the acceptance speech for, you know, the Emmy or the Grammy or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and that's the fun part because you, you're making it real. Like, oh, I love to say like, put it in your calendar. So put your dream in your calendar. It makes it real from a subconscious level. Like, oh, it's really going to happen. Say you want to go on a vacation with your family, but you don't know how you can afford it. That's fine. Put it in your calendar. Cross those dates off. I'm going to Italy or wherever you're going and make it real. Cause then you're like, 
oh my God, on a subconscious level, I'm going to Italy. So now what do I need to do in order to allow that to actually come true, right? So you're telling people, okay, I, I can't work those days. You know, you're looking at how much extra money you can bring in and it, it works. Things happen. I've had people put their dates they're going to get married on their calendar, even before they met the person. And they emailed me and they're like, you would never believe this. <laughs> you know, like I got engaged the day before, you know, that I put it in my calendar on the day. And I was like, that's how it works. It seems crazy. Again, like we're just making it up. We're imagining, but we're also intuiting. And so it's just play, play with this concept. You never feel ready for your dream. Nobody ever feels ready. You just dive in, right? You take that first step and then you keep going because you're finding the small evidence, the synchronicities, the gratitude. It feels good. It's fun. So you're like, oh, this, this is working. I'm going to keep going. Right. And Again, even when an obstacle comes up, like, you know, you're plugging your GPS in. I moved from New York City to Atlanta recently, right? We bought a house during the pandemic. And what happened, we drove down because we had a 20-day-old baby and our nine-year-old. So (laughs) we drove down. But let's say we put Atlanta into our GPS and we're on the highway. And all of a sudden, you know, the highway is closed. 95 is closed, like in Maryland. Did Atlanta go off the map. Did Atlanta disappear? No, Atlanta is still there. It's just that the highway is closed, right? And we're going to go another way. And I think a lot of times when an obstacle shows up, we're going through a rough time. People think, oh, it's not meant to be, you know, and they give up on their dreams. It, it went away. No, your dream is still there. It just means that there's some a roadblock. It's all good. You're just going to go another way right? So it's like, we all kind of tend to find an excuse to think back into our current situation, because that's what we're comfortable and we're settling. You asked me too, like, do I ever get clients who are settling in a relationship or a job? Yes, all the time. So it's, it's practicing knowing that you're worth more than this. What are think about, uh, this is an exercise I love to have people do is write down all the things that they're tolerating in their life. It can be you know, a messy car or a desk. It could be that you haven't had a conversation you've been avoiding with someone or, you know, the examples we gave before about job or relationship. And then write down an action step for each thing that you are tolerating. What can you do to help resolve that thing, right? Okay, I'm going to clean my car. I'm going to have that conversation. I'm going to break up with that person. I'm going to look for another job, right? This is that participatory universe. We get to be participants and drivers of our lives, not victims of our circumstances. And we deserve better. So stop settling and go bigger. It's that trust piece. We are afraid that if we let go of this thing, nothing better will ever come in. And that's not true because we know from that exactly what I talked about, how manifesting works. If we're tuning into what we want and we have a desire for something better, it already exists on another plane. And so the sooner we can say no, the sooner we can open up space for that clear yes. If you're stuck in a relationship that's bad, there's someone who's exactly right for you waiting to come in, but they can't because you're still in this bad relationship. So the sooner that you leave, the sooner that perfect relationship can come to you right? It's the same in in every circumstance that you're settling in. So as much as it feels uncomfortable, you want to continue to practice this, like let go, stop settling, go for the bigger dream. That's amazing. It it almost feels like that's your message of hope, because I was going to ask you, do you have a message of hope you want to give? Well, yeah, I want to say this too. I'd love to think about manifesting as like a garden. So if you think about setting your intentions, you're planting seeds in the dirt, 
right? So your life might look like dirt. All you see around you is dirt. This is the practice is that you know that deep beneath the soil, your seeds are first sprouting roots that grow down into the earth and then sprouting up above the surface. So trust that even if your life looks like dirt, you have started to grow roots, right? And those more that you continue to take action and be courageous and step into that discomfort and practice gratitude and all the things that we talked about, soon you're going to see your dreams sprouting. And I like to think about bamboo. Bamboo has a long gestation period, but once it sprouts up, it can grow like 30 feet right? In 30 days, it grows super high, really fast. So think about that in your life that you can take this quantum leap. It doesn't need to be hard. You're nurturing your garden. So just continue to go for it. And I promise you, you're going to see the fruits of your labor. Yeah, I, I love the bamboo analogy. You can't pull it out. You have to let it grow at its own pace. <laughs> exactly. If you're planting potatoes, they grow underneath the soil, right? You don't know what's growing. You know, okay, it's like a three-month gestational period. So you don't pull out those potatoes before they're ready. And so it's it's just trusting. That's that that's the practice, right? Continuing to go and then boom, all of a sudden it's there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just love that the the trust and the universe is trying to teach us patience. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've said often God doesn't drive parked cars. We can't sit in the corner and go, I want this, but we have to take some sort of action and just then trust that it's happening for our own. It, it's all it's all great. So yeah. And, you know, for people who want more guidance, they can always go to queenofmanifestation.com. I do a program that Lauren did years ago called Manifestation Masters. That's really, I think, helpful for getting into these daily practices. So you're starting a new program. I know. What is that program? My Manifestation Masters program, it's a 40-day program. We are starting it on the new moon this August. August, I think it's 8th or 9th is the new moon. And we go for 40 days. So we we start to plant seeds on the new moon, set our intentions. And then every day we're taking some sort of action to bring about our dreams. I've had so many amazing success stories of what people have manifested in those 40 days from TED Talks to manifesting their soulmate like on day 40 or buying a new house. I mean, big things. So yeah, lots can happen when you actually take action and trust that it's happening and go bigger versus kind of staying in your head and staying stuck. So, And Jen has all kinds of things available on her website. I'll have all of her links available on the show notes on our website and everything so that you can get in touch with her. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Is there anything else that I should have asked you that I didn't that you wanted to say? No, I mean, I think that you did a great job. I, I'm so happy to be here and to share, you know, my message of hope. And yeah, this is so much fun. Uh, great. I uh, thank you again for being a guest. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Jen's messages of gratitude, thinking big, and openness. Such great messages to take into our week ahead. Join us over in our Facebook group at 52 Weeks of Hope, where we talk about what was discussed in today's podcast about manifestation and gratitude and reaching big for your dreams. Be sure to tune in next week for physical and emotional pain expert Shalini Yashi Yamdagni. Are you stuck in pain or always feeling overly anxious and you're ready right now for relief? 
life. Shalini was diagnosed with an illness and lived in chronic pain. After doctors prescribed bed rest for the rest of her entire life, she went on this profound journey and she healed herself completely. Shalini's now on a mission to empower you to consciously take charge of your health and well-being and live the life you truly want today. She's amazing, amazing, amazing. I had such a great time talking to her. You don't want to miss next week's episode. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tell two of your friends about the podcast as well as leave us a positive review. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.